Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. Uh, as always, I am two thirds of your host, and today brought to you by Love Simon, a great film. It's Daniel, and joining me is that other third, Jesse. Hi, um, I was lying. There's actually two people who haven't kissed yet, and I'm very upset that they didn't. Who, which two people haven't kissed yet, Jesse? It's it's Jughead and Archie, obviously. Oh, of course, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So close. Archie got so close to getting that uh, MTV Kiss Award, come, but just missed out. Come on. Come on. I, was, I know KJ was fighting for it because he really wanted that award, was, but uh, not this time. Two thousand. It was Come on, it was 2017. The people were starting to get used to the, the idea were of Polly. The people were ready for it. I'm just they saying, wanted it. Just let, 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 the two, let the two muscly twinks kiss, you know, just a peck. Come on. Do it. Now, I I think Archie, mm, he's verging on twunk. He's I don't know if he's twunk. quite there okay, yet. Okay, he's, he's verging he's, on twunk. Like, okay, he's verging. He, he's twink, he's twink, twunk cusp. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I will say, okay, so Jughead, definitely a twink. Jughead, oh, definitely yes. a twink. Yes. I'm saying, like, but, like, you know, you have to look at someone like a Kevin to get to twunk. You know, like yeah, Kevin's a twunk. Yeah, yeah Kevin's yeah, yeah. a twunk. But like, you know, KJ's still a twink. You know, like he he has that lean yeah, muscle. He's, yeah, he he if he gained like ten pounds, he'd be a twunk. Though he's very close. He's very close. I'm just saying, let them kiss. Come on. Right. Uh, but you know, this was a extremely horny and incredible episode. So I don't want to wait any longer. I just want to just want to jump in and get wet, Jesse. I don't I just want to jump in and get wet, man. I just I'm I'm already wet. I'm I'm just covered in wetness <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm, this oh go ahead i don't know I, I don't know if i could say this right now and i don't mm. know if i'm gonna be lying uh in the future but i think this might have been my favorite episode it was it was everything i wanted out of a riverdale episode it's it's a very good episode of riverdale it's for sure uh probably a standout of the season and possibly a series we'll see season three has some pretty incredible episodes in it as well um, but no more dilly-dallying around, I want to get wet. So this is Season 2, Episode 14, Chapter 27, The Hills Have Eyes. Another movie reference I get, and a kind of a weird one for this episode, but okay. Well, they didn't mention Hicktown, which is not The Hills Have yeah. Eyes at all. So I don't know why I they mean, mentioned the, it. I mean, the, the guy on the hill had some eyes, and he saw Veronica's expensive things, and then went to rob her, I guess. Like, I mean, that's just that's just redistributing wealth. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, felt like they maybe were running a little low on, like, uh, classic films that would fit their episode premise this time. But, uh, you know, it's fine. Hmm. It's hard to imagine a film that would fit a lot of the plot points they have in this one. Also, there's there's a there's a surprising lack of... Well, actually, wait, never mind. Someone does get killed. I forgot about that because of everything yep. else that happened <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> okay. Man, this has... again when you at when way back when when you asked me like has anyone killed someone on the TV show yet? It's like very hard for me to remember because like here Archie doesn't kill someone, but he comes very close. He's like an accessory to murder here. Oh man, okay, this episode starts so great. Like so, we have so Betty is just uh, basically being. I don't know if it's being stalked if you're inside the same house as them, but yeah. Chick is just like always around yeah like it, it's almost getting to the point where like like if she wasn't scared this would be like oh what are you doing step bro type material yeah. you know it i think it's also supposed to be kind of like she's very on edge and so that's amplifying it but he's definitely being creepy and he's definitely like always <laughs> hanging out and kind of keeping an eye on her yeah uh, it's a little bit a little bit again one glove on miss penelope blossom because um icons only also also like can I tell? I don't know what happened between this season and last season, but like, like she she's looking rather milfy today. <laughs> uh, it's because she started fucking a lot. <laughs> like she's actually doing her hair up and like she's she's dressing around and she just does the most like just the like a you can, I could hear the sizzle 
of like oh, of this yeah, bird yeah. that she um, gives. Here's here's another four years of therapy, Cheryl. You're welcome. In like a sentence. Well, oh wait, what was I'll it put exactly? The sentence in. Can- if that's your idea of love, what would you know about it? You've never known love, Cheryl, except to rip it apart. Because you are a jealous, spite-filled, starving, emotional anorexic. Have a nice day at school, dear. God damn, man. Yeah. Man, you gotta stand a legend there. <laughs> like anyone willing Yeah, that was brutal. Anyone willing to say that to their only living child is a fucking legend. Sure. Ab- abusive. Yeah, like that is her only kin now. I guess Nana Rose is still alive, but like that is essentially her only kin. Yeah, but being- Clifford's dead, Jason's dead, Cheryl's it. <laughs> but basically, basically Penelope is just saying, like, hey, I liked Hal a lot. He was pretty cool. And be like, is this your idea of love, mother? And she's just like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to fuck whoever I want. And also fuck Hal and love him. Um, um, and then Hiram's like, hey, kids, you want to go fuck in the cabin uh, for a weekend? That is, I need you out of town. That is almost exactly what he says. Like, yeah. he's pretty much like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to go to the town, uh, the lake house, but turns out something's happening in town. So instead of, you know, why don't you go? You know, you can bring, have a romantic thing. You can bring Jughead and stuff. He actually says romantic getaway. And then he says, why not invite Jughead and Betty? I like, think and he's like, yeah, make it an orgy, bro. Like, like it's like he was just have like, fun. oh, what, four horny teenagers alone yeah. in a massive lake house together? Yeah. He's flipped very quickly on the whole, like, protect my daughter's purity thing. Well, I mean... Um, and now he's fine with it. <laughs> I mean, Hermione was just probably like, you know you know this good retrieval boy you have here? Like, he's right or die. Like, you, whatever. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, then he pulls Archie aside and tells him privately, uh, the reason I have done this is because all the big New York families are going to be in town for a meeting, and I don't want Veronica around because it could be dangerous. So I'm kicking you guys out. Watch over while you're out there. Also, you can fuck. I I don't care anymore. Just yeah. use a rubber, I guess. Yeah, that <laughs> there is an implied, and you're gonna fuck like rabbits, and that's okay. And let me tell you. And here comes the beginning of a very protracted Love Simon subplot where they just sort of advertise Love Simon to you. Yes, they <gasps> they do. Um, which is a, like a, a gay coming to age tale with Hilary Swank and some person I forget. Uh, and like an adult man. It's a little weird. Yeah. A lot of people had issues with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when did Love, did Love Simon come out in like 2017? Uh, probably I'm did. I'm assuming it did. I'm assuming it was around the time this episode. Also, oh, also, February you, of 2018. Could you pause for one moment? Sure. What's up? Okay. So I want to talk because we, we mentioned something about the character who played Moose. Um, mm-hmm. play in Daybreakers where he has a similar subplot where like he's basically bi but he's trying to hide his gayness okay. and stuff and he comes actually comes out um, I feel like is a character actually is is a dude is a is a guy who plays Moose actually like queer mm, Moose actor uh, I probably should have specified Riverdale. Moose is a very generic <laughs> name. Uh, Cody Kearsley. Yeah, it's just like uh, this I has too much. This this goes too fast paced for us to discuss stuff in any yeah. detail. Uh, he it's. I mean, he's not a big actor. There's not a lot of information on him. I can try Cody Kearsley gay maybe. Like I think he might uh, be queer because like I like the, the two things I know him from. He is at least bi leaning. So it looks like there's he's not out if he is okay um it looks like people have noticed that he has played multiple gay characters and people are kind of like what's up but uh unconfirmed either way okay well you know that's that's interesting to talk about uh maybe maybe well but yeah this is a very protracted (laughs) yeah so uh kevin's like hey do you maybe want to go to see this great hot new movie love simon it's like a john hughesian coming of age queer film isn't it doesn't that sound exciting and fun and something you'd want to go with all your friends and family to? And Moose says, It does, broski. That sounds totally rad, but I already have plans to see it with Midge. It's the hot new movie in town that everyone's talking about. Do we want to and talk about like, their subplot like right now since it only takes like three minutes? Sure, okay. Because because I wanna I wanna know if they explore this more, because this episode seems to be like it seems to be almost queer baiting. 
mm. in some ways. You know, just like uh, I, I will tell you that Kevin and Moose do have a form of relationship later on in the show. Okay. I don't know if they ever become officially boyfriend boyfriend, but uh, they do continue to interact like this. And okay, that's good uh, because yeah. if they did it, I feel like it'd be almost queerbaiting. But it's because yeah, no, because no, it their whole this whole subplot, like I don't know, like it probably like the F plot of this episode. But um Right. <laughs> uh, because there's so many threads. But um basically yeah. Moose and Midge are, you know, kind of steady for the most part. Yes. And but apparently he came out to Midge. So it's yeah, just like yo, me and Kevin, we used to fuck around a lot. Like, you know, they're okay. Well, we're all good about that. So I'm not clear if he if he is bi and he and Midge are actually dating, or if Midge is just like very cool being his beard or sorry skirt, I guess is the terminology when you're uh, the guy. Um, but uh, either way, she's chill with the fact that he is attracted to men and has hooked up with Kevin before, and uh, and two occasions does invite him to come hang out with them. Which which almost feels like which almost feels like they're doing because like I. Like, I wanted to mention it in that, well, later on, but again, we're, it's going to go mm -hmm. through so quickly. But, um, because basically, like, him and Midge are doing the thing, be like, hey, me and my, me and my wife thought you had a pretty cool vibe type thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a third? We have a yeah. spare bedroom, you know? <laughs> like. I, I want to say that Midge is just Moose's friend who's covering for the fact that he's closeted, but I don't think it's confirmed either way. Because I think it was when they were, like, hooking up, it was like he had to take Jingle Jangle to do it and everything. It might, so I you know what, that'd be, that is actually kind of mature. This show gets so weirdly mature in some places and so remarkably dumb and immature in other yeah, places. Yeah, it's... It, that's part of the appeal of Riverdale is just it's such a bizarre mix of sometimes like actually really good acting or good writing, sometimes really mature, like thoughtful expressions of relationships. And then every other part of it is fucking insane. But I love that about it. But like, let's just say anyway, there's, there's two uh, there's two plots that intertwine with this love, Simon. Mm, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> They lean very heavily on love, Simon. Um. Yeah. I'm a, I'm assuming they got a check for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I wonder if it was a Warner Brothers film. Uh that's a good question. Let me check. I love Simon. So uh, uh, you know what? I kinda I'm kinda liking a happy, happy jughead. You know, he's kinda doof. He's kinda doofy when he's not uh mm -hmm. you know, angsty all the time. Um but basically uh, we have the we have the main crew. Um they're just kinda talking about, hey, do you wanna go to this cabin and definitely fuck? Right. Um, and Cheryl. Let's let's have an orgy, yeah. And Cheryl comes up be like, hey, do you want to invite me? Because that's what I do. I, uh, I I go into situations. And then they're basically like, hey, this is kind of a couple's romantic thing, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I want to capture it. So I was looking up uh, if, uh, Love, Simon. Let me pause this real quick. We're gonna, I think we're going to be doing that a lot. So I was looking up uh, Love, Simon's distribution. Looks like Warner Brothers was maybe involved in its international uh, uh not production, but uh, distribution. I don't know, but um, so they were involved with the project, basically. So this is probably why this happened. But yeah, uh, Veronica describes uh, to entice Betty and Jughead to come have an orgy with them. Entices uh, them by saying the cabin is rustic, but the view is luxurious and exquisite or something. And on cue, Cheryl just struts through the door and says, I heard luxurious and exquisite. Where are we going, fellas? See, I feel like if this show, again, because I'm wanting this show to be on any other channel uh but uh -huh. i feel like what would happen if it was be like okay cheryl this is kind of a romance thing but we need something to link all of us together you know kind of like a i don't know like a you know outsider <laughs> like, I, I don't think that's how that works it but, could be um, i don't know well they could have invited a fifth will hey we need a fifth will i guess <laughs> i mean in their current foursome you know Archie and Betty have lived next to each other their whole lives, and Archie and Jughead are best friends, and, like, Veronica's dating Archie, so they're all very, like, tightly intertwined already. Um, I don't feel like they need a, a wild card in there to shake things up. I think they probably got it figured out okay. as far as fucking each other. Oh, okay, I'm just saying, though, I mean, come on, Cheryl. Yes. Cheryl Ball, Yeah, but basically, <laughs> yeah, basically they're like, uh, it's kind of a couple's thing, and Cheryl's like, huh, and flounces off. Huh, yeah, well, um... 
Um, and here, Jughead reveals that part of the reason he decided to go to this orgy is he needs a new source of intel for his expose against Hiram Lodge, and he's going to pump in, uh, Veronica <laughs> for information. <laughs> for information. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. I really hope... See, whatever I said last episode, that, like, it seems like, uh, like the relationships are getting, like, weirdly, you know, incestuous, kind of, like, where yeah. everyone... Like, I'm hoping it gets way more incestuous. I want it to be, like, just straight up, like, text that everyone is, like, kissing and fucking. Even if it's not on screen. Uh, we're we're going to get... We're going to get some elements of that in season three that I think you're really going to enjoy. Okay, man, I can't wait. This show is everything I want. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we basically, yeah, it's, uh, we have Jughead uh, kind of just waiting on Betty to pack up her stuff. And yeah. Chick kind of comes out of nowhere. Apparently he works at the Bijou, which I think yeah, is... Yeah, remember, because he fucked that guy from the Bijou to get a job. Yeah. And, um... Okay, he looks less like a creepy dude and more like a creepy teenager. Like a creepy, he looks like 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 a like a thirteen right. year old. He, he does look significantly younger wearing the Bijou outfit. Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, basically, it's just like, "Hi, I'm Jake. I'm a creep. I'm a creep. I'm a creep. What's up? I'm a creep." And Jake is like, "Huh, that's creepy." Oh, well, you're a and creep. Then that's the scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so then we uh, cut to. Uh, well, is this the first time we? Just, no, no, never mind. They did go outside of Riverdale once. Right, it's the Riverdale that. Reaper. Um, Remember that episode? Uh, right, 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 right. Yep. <laughs> of course. How could I forget? Um, so they've gone to this lakeside cabin, and Andre, the driver, is uh, pulled up. Get, and I wanna, I just wanna say, Andre's jacket is just. Mm, I love that bellhop uniform. It's like real classy. Like, <laughs> like I wanna say it's so. It almost looks like Hugo Bossian. Like in the way mm. it is. Like it's just real classy. <laughs> it's like maroon. It's like a maroon color on like a navy blue on the yeah like navy blue base and then maroon on the patches and yeah. cuffs. And Ron's like, I don't want to see you, Andre. Don't be hanging out because we're gonna be fucking real loud. Yep. Get out of here. Yep, yep. And then and this is a pretty. This is a really pretty shot. Also, yeah. Veronica is just like, hey, do you want? It, do you do you need any help carrying these bags? And Veronica's just like, no, oh, no, no, no. Archie it's, will it's get not even that. Uh, yeah, Andre's like, I'll get your bags, miss. And she's like, no, Andre, we can get those ourselves. Archie? And that makes Archie get everything, which was a very cute thing. See, I feel see, um, I feel like it would have been better if he was shirtless and doing it. Like, I feel like that would have been a thing. Be like, yeah, I want to see him struggle type thing a little bit. That comes later. I mean, he can't just... I mean, he can, but he has <laughs> this can, time. This episode does get incredibly horny and also randomly murdery at one point, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, sex and death, hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, we did just cop that uh, uh, Andre had a holster underneath his jacket. RG saw that when Andre was packing up. Not very stealthy Yep, at all. and then Jughead gets a call, and it's Cheryl, um, who just wants to make sure that Jughead knows that Betty and Archie kissed. Hello? How's the lake house? Are you all settled in and spooning yet? Who is this? It's Cheryl, you welfare baby. Is something wrong? Not yet. I just want to make sure you know that Archie and Betty kissed in front of my house right before Christmas and that it seemed pretty serious. Like, with tongue serious? That's all. Enjoy your couples only weekend. Kisses to all. Bye now. <laughs> I fucking love Cheryl. It's so good. I she, might just put the whole thing in here because it's fucking... She, we stand an icon. God. It's just like... We have, like, that That whole family just a, like, a whole just stack of savage and to time it just as they're arriving at the cabin, it's so good, Cheryl. You're so good. Man. I don't know why she's at the school on a weekend, but it was so good, Cheryl. Well, she's a vixen. So they might be proud. Oh, I guess. Yeah. And she... Tony's here, too, for some reason. She's like, did I just hear you causing shit for no reason? And Cheryl's like, Cheryl just does very Cheryl things for a bit. Wait, does, is this the point where she says, um, well, get your sapphic yes. serpent hands off of me? I believe it's either here or at the movies, but I believe it's here. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, Tony's like, you're clearly in a lot of pain and puts an arm on her shoulder. That is and, less than um, what she, she That's less than what she did with Josie. So right. I feel. Well, she wanted to fuck Josie <laughs> at the time. Um, but uh, she doth protest too much immediately, assuming it's sapphic, um, which it is. 
as we learn later. <laughs> also, I just want to say uh, Tony's outfit was uh, very cute. Mm-hmm. It, you know, uh, it turns out a lot of the costuming is good in this show. It's just modern costuming, so we don't have. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. you know, open Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, they're all fashionable teens. Right. Fashionable mid twenty something teens. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so we have like a little thing here about how Veronica and Archie just like we're so good. All of we're just right. such a good couple. And well, Ver- uh, Veronica's also like, and you know, thank you for like being honest with me and telling me at the time. Unlike those two chuckle fucks, now let's bang. Yeah, and they they immediately get into fucking, and apparently they don't have good like f- support for the bed frames because it's just like yeah. Pff, pff, yeah, it's squeaking. And I honestly, uh, the most teen this show has felt is is in these couple of scenes where, like, they're just hanging out and, like, Jughead and Betty are talking about the kiss. And then they hear the squeaking and they're like, oh, my God, is that what I think it is? It's very cute. Oh, my God, I forgot about the thing later. We get another thing of Dark, dark oh, Betty. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. This episode is so good. I forgot parts. And now it's even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jughead is also kind of admitting that uh, Archie is like a sore spot for him. Um, he does sort of feel intimidated or threatened by Archie because, you know, Archie and Betty are supposed to be endgame. They grew up together. They grew up next door to each other. Um, they definitely but like, they definitely jerk it whenever they're right, stripping exactly. slowly in front of each other. Uh, Betty, Betty like reassures them. They have a tender moment and then they hear their bed squeaking. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, it's, this is just a very good. Yeah, it's can't they even the most have a they feel like real teenagers to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cute. <clears throat> and of course, uh, they can't smoke on the show, so they have to get after sex a uh, cup of water because they're very dehydrated. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's important to fuel up afterward. Yeah. Um. And then Veronica makes some jalapeno margaritas. Which sound pretty good. Sounds like a lovely weekend. Yeah, I'd love this. Also, there's so much underage drinking. Why can't they smoke? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, apparently it got, like, from, I don't know, midday to night pretty quickly on this, too. I mean, they just, you know, they're just hanging out, so they wouldn't need to see all of that. I guess. I guess they probably also drank a lot, but they're not visibly drunk. We know what Archie no. is, how he is when he's drunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, so they're just trying to like have a nice conversation, and Jughead keeps on kind of asking sort of pointed questions. Like, um, it's not super subtle, but they play it off like it is, and Betty, but Betty notices because uh, because she made him promise not to do this. <laughs> well, she also he's he's just taken up a, a page out of her book where you ask extremely pointed and very obvious questions. Excuse me, out of uh, Miss Alice Cooper's book. I'm oh, sorry, Miss yeah, Alice Cooper. This is actually 100% how Alice Cooper gets her scoops. Exact same energy. Oh, I also love the uh, Betty's and uh, Jughead's uh, couple name. It's it's uh, it's Bughead. Oh, Bughead. I love yeah, it. It's, it's cute. cute. What is what is what is uh, Archie and Veronica? So is it Verachi? Verachi sounds right. That sounds like a designer brand. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's okay. Here's the part where, like, I wish there's just like they stopped because this is the part where I thought, okay, this is where it's going to turn into orgy. Because, yeah, they all get into a hot tub together. But, but Veronica says, very be like, okay, let's shut up. First things first, right. close off. And I thought they was going to black yeah. out, then, you know, just everyone in a puddle. Yeah, so, like, Betty and Jackett are kind of whispering to each other, it's like, stop it, because she knows he's trying to, like, pump Veronica for information. And uh, but Veronica and Archie assume it's uh, there's still some unresolved issues with that kiss, and so Veronica's like, "All right, enough of this. We're gonna get this tension right out in the open and deal with it. Let's all get naked and get in a hot tub. They're not naked. They're wearing bathing suits." But she says, "You know, let's all take off our clothes." Yeah. And then Veronica's solution to this problem is, well, if there was an issue with Betty and Jughead kissing, naturally the only thing that can solve this is if me and Jughead kiss. And they should have went one step further. And also, right after, we like to get a kiss train. Right. They, even, they even mentioned that later in the show. They're like, well, I guess now Archie and Jughead are the only two that haven't kissed. They better fucking, um, ki- they better fucking kiss at some point. I will revolt. But then Jughead's like, uh, everyone's like, what the fuck, Veronica? But then Jughead's like, now hold on. I think she has a point. 
Which is, you know, it it does take a little bit out of the thing. Like you can't because he says really, um, really pointedly, like, hey, I know we're good right now, but I might try to use this in the future. Like if we all just like make out like, you know, that it just becomes a then thing. There's, that all the, the, yeah, then there's not there's no ammunition left. There's no leverage. No, so which, let's just fucking do it. Which, which I think is kind of a mature thing also. Is that it? Honestly, yeah, it's not like, like yeah, like I'm, being like, I'm, I'm, you know, with you and I'm attracted to you, but I am human, you know, I'm okay with it today, but you don't know, I might be angry in the future and, you know, pull this because I don't know my self-control. And, and, uh, Veronica, like, she, she goes for it. Like, she- oh, yeah, it can't be, it can't be a chaste kiss. That wouldn't solve anybody's problems. You got to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And then. Yeah, Betty's like, you know, that means that you and Archie are the only ones that haven't kissed. And then Jacob's like, oh, that's cool. And then Beat, wait a minute, you and Veronica? They better. Um, and being a teen boy, he's like, <laughs> I <laughs> nice. I swear if they don't kiss by season five, <laughs> I will like I will do I will find the writer who who keeps on making them not kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Betty comes out. Uh, as Dark Betty with the wig and the lingerie. Being like, well, if you did enjoy it, I'd have to punish you. And, <laughs> god damn it, I just love this episode. It's very good. <clears throat> Jack had also saying that he was watching Archie's face when he kissed Veronica, um, which is a, definitely a heterosexual thing to do, is watch your best friend's face. While you're making out with a woman, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I felt the tension there. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, the I also like this part because like Archie was like you know, he, he's a golden retriever boy, but he's still like you know, kind of a dumb boy. Um, and uh, he was doing doing push-ups, you know. And Roddy's just like, hey, you know, you could just like not be a masculine asshole right now. Right, and he's like, I gotta get my workout in. And she's like, well, there are other ways to get a workout. And he's like, actually, I'm kind of tired. And then they hear the bed creaking, and it's kind of the reverse. But they're like, are they? See, I don't. Oh my god! I see. I don't understand why they did. Uh, why there's just not nonstop fuck. This they're in a lake house alone with no supervision. Well, you know, Jesse, the refractory period can sometimes be quite long. <laughs> you could do. You can do other things than dick stuff. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm assuming there's plenty of sex they're not showing. I'm sure they had some morning sex. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I guess not, because she uh, just woke up and saw this Archie splitting wood uh, with a shirt on, unfortunately. Well, well, I mean... But a tank top. But the thing is, you do get to see his shoulders. I'm just going to say, like, I'm a yeah. big sucker for shoulders. Uh, so... I know we we've covered this in this podcast before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I, I think I'm gonna circle back on my horniness multiple times. So. Right, but uh, yeah, he's, so he's chopping wood, but he gets a, like a phone call and goes out into the woods. So Veronica naturally follows and sees that he's meeting up with Andre. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" And so Archie explains about the families and her being safe out here. And uh, now she feels very betrayed uh, with this whole you know keeping secrets from her thing. Yeah. And calls Andre a horrible spy, and I think she hurts his feelings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'll also it's like I'm a good spy. I'll also say that uh, I think I think KJ looks better when his hair is a little distressed. Sure. I'm also watching Hannibal, uh, and I know. also have the same. Uh, no, <laughs> I also have the same opinion of a uh, of Mad Mickelson, but you know, Art- artfully disheveled. Artfully disheveled is the right word. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> She has a really good burn on him because be like, hey, why don't you, you can, you can walk, I mean, why don't you choke, why don't, don't choke on your own, uh, masculinity or testosterone, sorry. Um, on him, but. <clears throat> so this is the point where I thought maybe I had missed an episode for a sec because Josie knows that, uh, Sheriff Keller and her mom are hooking up, but I guess she just learned that off air, probably when, she, uh, her mom resigned from office, but. Probably. And she's not taking it great. She, uh, especially when she learns in this scene that uh, her mom is getting a divorce from her father. I was hoping that she would say, "Hey, it's an open relationship. We don't see each other a lot." <laughs> Whatever. I feel like that would also. To be fair, we don't actually know that she's getting a divorce because they don't confirm it. She just says, "We were gonna wait till after you graduated too," and then Josie cuts her off, saying, "Are you gonna divorce?" 
And she doesn't actually say anything. Well, she, it could just be an open relationship. Yes. Like, it could just... Right. Because, again, like, he's a traveling musician. She's, you know, right, kind of right, stuck right. there, you know? It's a it's yeah. a rage that a lot of people have, and that works. Yeah. But, uh, long story short is that Sheriff Keller hasn't talked to his wife yet, and uh, Kevin doesn't know about this, and that's going to come into play later. Um, and this is a very cute scene of Archie and Jughead hanging out in the woods, passing a flask back and forth, and just shooting the shit. I mean, this is, they could have kissed here. I'm just saying. Yeah. And of course, Jughead, um, again, being a teenage boy, again, this is, I think, the episode where they're most written like teenagers, immediately is like, yeah, so Betty and Veronica kissed. And Archie's like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> they are very much like teen boys. And I'm going to, see, I haven't seen KJ Appa out, outside of this show, but I feel like he's very close. To Archie, to to how oh. Archie acts. I, no, I mean you can watch the Jeremy Mel- uh, Jeremy Mellencamp biopic and figure it out. I could. Uh, I, I'm just saying that um, that like whatever whatever uh, he w- it was revealed that the that Agent Adams was a capo. Like the mm-hmm. the realness of his like brain, like like just burning out. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a little bit too real. <laughs> like it was too, a little too naturalistic. <laughs> for me yeah this whole thing is basically like uh jughead is just like yo we're basically we're all teens they all we all like each other in different ways you know yeah, jughead like kind of points out how kind of sort of incestuous their group is getting and like how intertwined they all are and he says like it's a lot of basically a lot of strong feelings and i'm terrified that you know one little thing will just destroy this group i know one thing because of how entangled we all are together i know it would bring them together Okay, Jesse. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but then, so Josie, in a, a moment of pettiness, then tells Kevin about the whole affair and the divorce and everything. And Dev, uh, Kevin confronts his dad, um, very angry about it. And I love we'll the level. Get back to that D plot later. <laughs> I love this. The level of pettiness in this episode. It's real good. Yeah, it's like the level of po- that heaviness, the horniness, and just murderiness in yes. this episode. Just so good. It's all very good. Yeah, so um, in order to like blow off steam and get away from Archie so she can cool down, she and uh, Betty have, sorry, Veronica and Betty have gone down into town to buy some supplies, uh, which include, it looks like, a jar of possibly, it can't be moonshine because they're underage. Local so, honey? Uh, it's a jar of Is it local honey, yeah, maybe, and a candle. They pr- and the guy's making... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm thinking it's probably just spending money for spending money's sake. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot that they're buying. It's a candle and a jar of honey, um, which makes it a little weird later when this guy robs them. But uh, he's kind of flirting with her. Also, they're on Shadow Lake, which is <laughs> such a stupidly ominous name for a, a location <laughs> um, that's supposedly in the real world. Yeah. But then I guess, I guess Hell's Kitchen is a real place, so like, what the fuck do I know? Well, I mean, to be fair, like, Hell's Kitchen was supposed to be, like, a, a literary thing. Like, Mark Twain called it Hell's Kitchen. It just kind of stuck. Ah. So. It makes sense yeah, in a book. Like, I was always, like, I was always, like, oh, Nightwing lives in Bloodhaven. I'm, like, what a fucking try-hard, edgy name. But then, like, Hell's Kitchen's a real place. So, like, what do I know? <laughs> There's a place called Kill Devil Hills. See, there you go. Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck do I know? I wouldn't... Like if it wasn't in Georgia, I'd go to I'd live in Kill Devil Hills. It just feel feel you know kind of cool. Of course, it's in Georgia. That makes sense. But it's not killing devil. It's a kill devil. It's a devil that does killings exclusively. Okay. I mean, that's that still makes sense to me. That it would be in Georgia. Um, but now that Veronica has cooled down, she comes back and makes up with Archie. But basically says, you know, uh, this relationship is not you know you, me, and my dad. It's you and me, so it's going to be you and me. Got it? Can you stop being a simp for my dad? This is kind of weird. Right. <laughs> right. Um. Um, and then Jughead gets a call from FP, um, who's at a party, because everyone's celebrating, because all their rent problems have been solved. How, you ask? Well, because Hiram Lodge, the great guy that he is, bought the trailer park and canceled all their rent. So, does FP seems like a smart dude most of the time. But does he not yeah. know that when people buy your debt and stuff, you can be indebted to them in a different way? 
I mean, I'm sure he's... It doesn't sound like he bought the debt. It sounds like he just canceled okay. their back rent. But, but, like, that's still kind of a... Like, but it still feels like there would be some... Sure, Hiram of, Lodge is now his landlord. It's not great. No, but, like, uh, it feels like you could see that a future thing would happen involving that, like, pretty easily. He's he's also not as, like, paranoidly aggressive against Hiram Lodge as Jughead is. I Again, not clear that how much everyone knows that Hiram Lodge is in the mafia. Um, and so, oh. sure, Hiram Lodge has done some, you know, shady business stuff in the past, but he's also a charismatic man who has gone and, you know, shook FP's hand and taken care of an issue FP had. I could see why FP would be like, all right, maybe Hiram's on the level. Well, it might be because we have uh, we have uh, knowledge of Hiram a little bit more. Right. I just feel like yeah. it's shady when someone does that. Sure. Normally. Um, again, Hiram is also a fairly charismatic man. I could see if he did this in person without Jughead there to like goad him. Um, I could see it going over. Yeah, I feel like Jughead would be suspicious immediately. But I mean, FP is also the man who hid a teenager's body in a freezer for two weeks. So you know, life choices maybe not always the best. He seemed smart in so many different areas, but maybe he doesn't have a lot of common sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. I think his decision making skills are just maybe a little underdeveloped. Here's a really cool scene of uh, Josie's mom confronting her that I really liked, where she. Uh, she has a line that she's like, I always knew you were something, but I never took you as cruel. Um, and then explains how, you know, it wasn't fair of her to take uh, take that moment away from Kevin and his dad, where Kevin's dad would be able to approach this issue in his way to Kevin. Um, Which I feel is a very also mature conversation yeah. to have, because as yeah, much as I think... Uh, you know, extramarital cheating without having anything discussed beforehand um, is yeah. bad. I don't think it's anyone but the people involved in relationships re uh, responsibility. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and she even says like, you know, you took that away from him the way that it was taken away from you, and you like you knew how shitty it felt when that happened to you. Yeah. Why would you do that to someone else? And like Josie gets it. She goes and apologizes to Kevin after this. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Kevin's having a real pity party at Pops, eating a burger alone, about to go to a movie alone. But he runs into Midge and Moose, and so they have a meal together. And uh, I think Midge changed her hair, and I don't like it. Uh, it looks worse. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more... I don't want to say old lady. It's a little bit more old lady. She does... I think between that and the clothes she's wearing, she does look very old. Like, like I mean... Like, I feel like if she changed up her shirt a little bit or so, like, uh, like how she yeah. dressed, it would just be like... She looks like a news reporter from the 70s. Yeah. Um, like, it's not a great look. Also, but. also, it did very much look like they were a polyamorous couple saying, like, hey, <laughs> we like your vibe. Yeah. Vibe. Um, but, yeah, they go to the... They're going to go to the BG together. Yep, to go see Love, Simon, a great film for the whole family. Yeah. Um, Cheryl. Um, so Cheryl's Cheryl's being depressed as another John comes up and through, and into. Well, I w <laughs> well I will say that um, uh, it's not exclusively white men apparently. So she's not. Well, so she's not. Go. She's not a racist prostitute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So Cheryl goes to Love Simon also because she's got nothing else going on. Doesn't want to be in the house while her mom's boinking. Yeah. Um, Josie's here as well to apologize to Simon and also see this great film, Love Simon, a John Hughesian coming of age story featuring a gay kid. I um, that's a great treat for the whole family. I feel like, well, I feel like Josie, who's also going to see Love Simon, a great film, mm -hmm. um, yeah. is uh, is more of Kevin's best friend than Veronica's best. Friend. Not Veronica's, uh, Cheryl's or best Cheryl. friend. Cheryl's best friend. Right. See, that's why I didn't believe it when they said her and Cheryl were close because it doesn't feel that way at like, all. Her and Kevin seem pretty close, and they have good chemistry yeah. together. Yeah, and soon they're going to be siblings. So there you go. Yeah. Um. But uh, Tony is also here to see Love Simon, a tremendously great film about a coming to age of a young queer boy, and uh. But she was here with Fangs, and Fangs bailed. So now they're both, her and Shell are alone at the movies to see Love, Simon, a great film for friends and family. Yeah. And, um... <clears throat> so now they're gonna watch it alone, together. Yeah. 
You know, they're definitely not going to do that thing where, like, you add your hand closer to the other person, you touch them with a pinky, right. you know, to see, you know, right. if they shrink away or not. And Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl? Now, now that Cheryl's not upset, or I was upset, is noticing Tony's very hot. And <laughs> it's like, well... Oh, wait, this is a very attractive woman who seems to be, I don't know, talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so here we have some actual scenes from Love, Simon, a great film for uh, people of all ages. As they're in the theater watching Love Side. And also, I will say, tremendous film. As soon as as she realizes that Tony is hot, she goes from guarded to just like, ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She begins flirting immediately. (laughs) Like, so apparently, the only board game they have there is Monopoly in the. You know what? Probably the only one they could clear uh, to get on the show. You could probably pay. You could probably pay Carterzard like five hundred bucks. They'd right. be like, you know, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Realistically, they would be playing Catan or Ticket to Ride. We all know this, but they're drinking wine and playing board games. A classic millennial standby Did- for when you're alone in a cabin. I have done it many times. Well, I will also say that it also feels like a good standby for I don't know a polycule. Um- <laughs> Okay, yes, Jesse. I'm just saying. I'm- um, but Betty gets a phone call, and it's her mom who's freaking out because Hiram Lodge just bought the register. Which later, Veronica brings up a pretty good point. Could only happen because uh, Betty's dad sold it to him. <laughs> yes, which is a good point. Um, yeah, so earlier when Jughead was upset, everyone was like, Jughead, you seem, you seem to be a little unreasonable here. Why don't you relax? But now that it's also Betty... Jughead and Betty are like, this has gone too far. But Veronica and Archie are like, uh, what's the big deal, guys? He's a businessman. He's doing business. I do. Okay, I love this part. You please put this part in. Jughead says the thing that no one else has said. Hey, I know you're pretty dumb, <laughs> Archie, but um, this is pretty simple. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Look what's going on, you dummy. Listen, he doesn't read too good. <laughs> he had to be taught by Betty in second grade how to read. You know, it's just a yeah. thing. Archie, this one's pretty simple, so even you might be able to get this if you stopped kissing up to Hiram for like two seconds. Uh, this is, a f- so first of all, this is the uh, aforementioned spark on the powder keg. But then, um, I like, my dad's done plenty of good things. And Betty's like, name one. And Veronica's struggling a little bit, sadly enough, but then Archie jumps in, he paid my dad's medical bills, which Which, Veronica knows is a lie, but they're too deep into the argument, she's not gonna back down. And also, technically, it was Hermione. Oh, yes. I mean, technically, it was Veronica, but, uh, yes, doubly so. Hiram had doubly nothing to do with it. But then, um, a bunch of townsies come in to rob them, wearing ski masks and holding axes and bats and whatnot, um, which... This made a lot less sense than uh, the rest of this episode. Wait, one, the rest of this episode made sense? I mean, more so than more this. So than this plotline is bizarre. So, uh, we learn, I mean, it's not a secret, these are the townsies, and they know they're up here alone because Veronica went into town and bought stuff. But this man saw her buy a candle and a jar of honey and was like, oh, these teens are fucking loaded, they're gonna be worth robbing. Whoa. Well, she did mention something and be like, yeah, we normally stay during the summer and stuff. And right, maybe I mean, a- they, they know they have a cabin here and they usually summer here, but, like, I would assume you'd want to rob a place when people aren't there for the things in the house, and if they are there, she said she specifically says her parents aren't there with them. So, like, how much cash is a teen going to be carrying, even a rich teen? Like, not enough to split with four guys and make it worthwhile? Also, if, I don't think. if you take a credit card, they can just get that shut down right yeah like on the outside the most wild amount of money she's carrying in cash maybe four hundred dollars i mean and you're gonna let's 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 be let's be really like like exorbitant maybe she has a thousand dollars on her that's still not enough for four people yeah a thousand (laughs) four ways is uh too much math but it's around 200 it's 250 it's 250 yeah um, and, you know, they're obviously very bad at disguising themselves because these people, the gang, recognize them immediately as the people from town. So, like, I will, what, what was the plan here? I don't know. Well, I will say that uh, Hiram says this later, but Archie does a really good job here. They're like, just right. take what you yeah. want and leave, which is what you're yeah. supposed to say to people. And I, my headcanon is right around this point, this man has realized that 
fuck, we're, we've just, like, risked jail time for maybe $200 a piece. <laughs> maybe, if we're very lucky. I gotta make this worthwhile. Uh, everyone, get on your knees. I'm gonna trash your place for no reason. Also, we forgot to say that uh, Veronica pressed a button, which was a silent alarm. Because... He brought her to the bedroom to get her purse because he couldn't just find her purse on her nightstand by himself. Um, but yeah, she's like, now the cops are going to come. And they're all like, fuck, let's get out of here. And the last guy, again, uh, trying to make this in any way worthwhile, grabs the necklace off of Veronica's neck before bailing Which we out. know like, this one isn't cheap because the pearl- pearls did go everywhere. Oh, it wasn't even a pearl necklace. It was oh. like a silver locket. Oh, okay. I forgot what it was. Um, but Archie already being like very, um, I mean, I can say triggered because I think he legitimately has PTSD from this. Uh, from the time the Black Hood shot his dad and he couldn't do anything and was like put executioner style on the ground with a gun to his head. Yeah. Um, says, not this fucking time and chases that last guy out and tackles him to the ground. But then Andre, uh, just hanging out in the woods, says, hey, get out of here. I'll handle this. And like, do you think? Do you think Archie would have like, you know, punched his face in until it was like? Mush? Oh yeah, Archie would have beat the shit out of this man. I like, don't think Archie would have killed like, him though. He would. He would do be doing yeah. like the DK like like uh, Smash Bro slam on his face. I mean, he would have done what he did to Nick St. Clair, <laughs> uh, which is punch him repeatedly in the face until he stopped moving. Well, I was I was gonna say he was gonna do the thing that Donkey Kong does in Smash Bros. Where going, <laughs> you know? Oh right. Yeah, you know, like right that. Um, this is a second, a second episode in a row. We have kids and parents talking about a a thing in Pops. I mean, where else were they going to talk? Oh, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. This is the only place in this town that has a nightclub, apparently. Um, a place that's open and seats four at this hour, Jesse, it's gotta be Pops. (laughs) That's, I think their slogan. Their, their by lighting is so strong right now. It's real. On the sign, it says Pops Chocolate Shop. Uh, a place that sees four at this hour, Pops Chocolate Shop. Yeah, basically, but basically Kevin and uh, Josie, they apologize, be like, hey, we yeah. we realize that you should have been the ones that dealt with this and not us. I feel like, yeah, you know, we we'll, have... We'll move forward together as uh, whatever this is. Yeah. Um, and then also Cheryl and Tony are there, because again, where else are you going to go? And Cheryl gives her tragic lesbian backstory. Which is... Uh, which apparently it's she knew she knew fine. she was gay at a pretty young age. Um, yeah. Or at least bi. I don't know if she is she just a lesbian or is she bi. I mean, I guess we haven't really seen her be intimate in an emotional or physical way with anyone but her brother. So well, she could she could have like a very specific, just like you know, she could also have fucked her brother. We don't know. <laughs> like I like I like one dude, and it's my brother, and he happens to be dead. Oh no, I guess she did flirt with Archie. So well, I think she's bi. Uh, she's probably bi. But, yeah. Well, we have to have at least one disaster bi in this show, and I think Cheryl is the one. Cheryl person. is a disaster. So there you go. Yeah, but basically, junior um, high, like uh, her friend who was—I forgot their name. Sorry, I, I do love this because she says uh, she had someone she loved once and she lost them, and uh, Tony's automatic like, "Oh, I'm sorry, your brother." <laughs> She's like, "No, not my brother. <laughs> no, we fucked, but like, no, that was like last yeah. year." Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but she, yeah, so she explains in middle school she had like a best girlfriend and they had sleepovers a lot, but one time her mom found them in the same bed together, and um broke that up basically and told her she was a loveless uh deviant that would never experience love or whatever deeply traumatized her you know how the blossoms do yeah and tony's like you're not that you're normal i'm gonna hold your hand uh both because this is an emotional thing and i want to support you and also maybe because we can date later well see but we just both happen to be bad bitches you know you know we could be two bad bitches together (laughs) yeah every queen needs her queen exactly um, and so now, uh, after that, the gang has also gone to Pops. I think it's even later now. Um, and they're like, hey guys, we're all still friends. We're all in this together. Uh, except now Archie's <laughs> gonna go talk to Hiram also. Yeah. Um, and Hiram is just like, hey, you did a pretty good job. Yeah. He says, good boy. Who's a good boy? Are you a good boy? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. He gives him, he gives him a head pat, gives him some, uh, gives him some treats. Yep. Um, 
You know, he has his golden retriever boy right there. You know. Uh, but basically, he he asks if uh, it bothers Archie that Andre murdered this dude. I don't think we had an answer, right? Archie just uh, oh no, Archie says no. Archie's basically uh, just like, "Hey, I'm the Punisher now. I'm gonna shoot all the bad guys." He says he regrets that he didn't shoot the Black Hood when he had a chance. Um, which I believe this is just Hiram being like, "Hmm, can I make this guy my like my real enforcer, not just the teen enforcer that beats up guys with broken legs, but like a guy who will murder for me?" Yeah, this Um, it sounds like it. It sounds like he will. So. This great. This is checks out. His golden retriever boy is also trained to sick people. You know, it's it yeah. happens. You know, yeah. You know, dog like dog again. Dogs. A capo is a man who's always hanging around doing errands for Hiram Lodge. Hmm. Who does that sound like? Yep. Um. I've already completely forgotten that that wasn't the last season. We got another scene here with the Jughead and Betty. Uh, I think this is a Jughead being like. Uh, hey, your brother's a creep. I got a real weird vibe from him. Maybe watch out. Yeah, like... Which isn't, like, great anything. He's just like, yeah, I got a weird vibe. That's all. He, now I think he's a murderer because of that. You know... Um, and then he leaves. Anyway, bye. You know how I said I was... I'm weird, I'm a weirdo? Well, I feel like your brother's more weird and more of a weirdo than I am. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, stay away. Yep. Um, and that's literally the end of the episode. Um, he's just like, ooh, maybe Betty's in danger. We don't know. We do know. We know that Chick's a creep and that it's bad news, but I guess he definitely didn't. we got to pretend we don't. He definitely didn't sniff her armpit while she was sleeping multiple nights right. in a row. Right. Yeah. But, man, that, right. that was a good episode. <laughs> It it was that was a great episode. A lot of really good stuff happened. Like like I feel like I feel like you could cut that episode in half and lengthen it, and it'd still be amazing. Yeah, yep. So all right, so um, we're not doing AU's anymore, but we do need to make a few more furries. Okay, so uh, so it's all the adults now, basically. Um. Okay, I want to start off with FP. Okay. I think I think FP would be like. I think he'd be a dog of some kind. I was thinking maybe a fox, because you were just saying how FP seems pretty smart, but then sometimes pretty dumb. You know, fox does fit him, even though... Yeah. But, like, maybe... You know, it feels weird having two foxes, but also, how many wolf furries, furries are there? Exactly. You know? Yeah, but... I, th- I could also see FP as a wolf, though. <laughs> you know, I could see... Mm. See, I'm thinking... I was thinking more of, like, a... Like a dog like a protective big dog that's actually real sweetheart type thing mm-hmm. mm. i don't know fox seems right okay okay we'll make fp a fox okay. all right so alice she's Al- a cobra Ooh, alice she's cobra Ooh. yeah okay she's yeah. Cobra with our- she basically she has snitties you know yeah <laughs> My my instinct was a bird of prey, but Cobra actually works really well. Yeah. I think. Like if if it would if there's one person who's a serpent, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so then moving from her to Hal, I guess Hal is. Oh, what is a real pathetic animal? Uh, <laughs> like... I kind of want to like make him like a dolphin. Oh, uh, see, dolphins are too malicious. Dolphins are evil, malicious animals. Hmm. Yeah, alright. Um, and he's kind of just like a dumpy dude who needs validation all the time. Um, what's an animal I don't like that much? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, if you want to talk about pathetic, koalas are like up there. Oh yeah, he definitely has chlamydia too. So yeah, let's make him a koala. <laughs> <laughs> alright, how's a koala? Uh, done and done. Uh, we can shift over, I guess, to the uh, Andrews's now. How's Fred doing? Oh, Fred is a golden retriever boy. A second golden retriever. Second yeah. golden, no, it's that's just a whole family golden retrievers. It's a family, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, what about Molly Ringwald? Molly. Now, I think that she would be a type of bird. A type of bird. Um, a type of bird. Hmm. hmm. Like, like nothing. No, not bird of prey. But like, not like a small bird, like a swallow, like a, like a cardinal, maybe. 
I could I could see a cardinal, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the amount of personal uh, information we have about her, I could see cardinal. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that of course just leaves uh the lodges of the main quartet. Okay, so Hiram. I think Hiram would be a panther. Panther's good. Yeah, I think he'd Panther's be a panther. Very good. Like and Hermione would be another she would be like a mountain lion. Like I just think I just I was <laughs> I was gonna say leopard. Leopard? Oh. You know what? That fits better. Also, panthers mm. and leopards are basically the same thing. Like it's just right. one <laughs> So yeah, she's she's just she just has spots and he's just just jet black. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um that I mean that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Um do we have any of the I, I mean, do we want to do Sheriff Keller? He's, he shows yeah, we can do up. the tertiaries here. Yeah, yeah let's, we're here. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so I think Sheriff Keller would be a, I think a German Shepherd. I don't want to be stereotypical, but like you know, <laughs> I was gonna say a rhino. Oh no, I could see him as a rhino. Like if we we're doing a cartoon version. Okay, right, so now yeah. I'm just thinking about doing a cartoon version. He's, he's kind of burly. He's also kind of dumb, though. Yeah, I think it fits. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. I, I, I could see, I could see a rhino. Um, All right. Then I guess I mean, uh, Mayor McCoy was prominently in this episode associated with Sheriff Keller. Let's just jump over to her. Uh, I think a cheetah. Cheetah works. Okay, I, I could see that. Cheetah. I could see that. Yeah, like she's wily and quick, but like once you catch up to her, like you, you know, she kind of breaks down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Give her cheetah. Do we have anyone else? Uh, let's see. I guess. Uh, I guess Pop. I guess Pop Tate. Pop Tate would be a bear. Just a big old bear. I was just, just about old, to say bear. <laughs> just a big old bear. Just about to say bear. <laughs> like he's just, you know, he's just, he's just an old bear. You know, always, always yeah. eating something. Yeah. You know, just, just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I think we're running we'll Weatherby. Weatherby kind of pops up. I don't know. Like, I guess he would uh, be. Like, Weatherby would be a bird. He'd be one like a stork. Yeah, I think he'd be like a stork. He seems like a, a type like type like that. Yeah, kind of like a lanky and yeah, kind of. Um, I swear there were more adults than this. Yeah, I yeah, feel no, like they're... we were covering adults forever on the spotlights. Yeah. But... Um. Uh. Penelope Peabody. Nope. Pen- Penelope Blossom, Penelope of course. Blossom. Yeah, the one, lo- the person looking rather milfy today. Um, yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, I don't want to say like a like a more luxurious fox, but like I feel like what's another red animal that's very luxurious? Oh yeah, I guess it has to be red. Uh, that's in her rider. Um, <laughs> Can it be Clifford? <laughs> <laughs> not not the not the not the blossom, but yeah. the. I-, I want something sleek. I want something red. I want something sexy. Mink. I want something vicious. Mink. No. Mink. Okay. Martin. A Martin. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Martin. She's like a. She's like All a right. real feisty, real feisty, weaselly type. But like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um. Uh, oh. Uh. Z- b- 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 the lawyer. The lawyer snake. Penny. P- Penny B body. Penny B body. Yeah. Uh, she's just straight up and down vicious. So, what's the like nastiest animal we can think of? A dolphin. She's a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> dolphins do suck. I hate dolphins. Yeah. Uh. Um. I don't know. I think she would be like a. See, see, most animals are actually like pretty chill if you don't fuck around with them. So, like, I feel like it'd be like a Ooh, territorial what, animal. What about like a, a crocodile? Oh, she would be a crocodile. She was big old teeth. A big crocodile, and I guess tall boy is just like a. I don't know. He's something I don't care about. Um, <laughs> uh, tall boy is a. He's like a boar, I think. Oh, like a no, pig. no, yeah, he's definitely a boar. You see, I'm just imagining these not as like fursuits, but just anthropomorphized animals. Right, yeah. And no, definitely a boar. <clears throat> yeah. We covered so many. We covered so many adults that were just. I'm just drawing right. blanks. It feels like it feels like we are missing a ton, but I can't think of any. Um, uh, we don't have any regular teachers. Right. Uh, so we've. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like kids and then their parents, but I feel like we. I guess it's just the main four nowadays, because a lot of people have like died. Also. Yeah, it seems like we haven't seen we haven't seen Ethel in forever. 
Mm-hmm. Which she would be. I, uh, I, I think she would. By the way, I don't think we we did did her, but I think she would be like a. I think she would be like a um, like a small furry creature. I think she'd be a squirrel. She'd be a squirrel. Okay, yeah. I see it. Maybe chipmunk, but yeah, something in, in that range. Yeah, mm, I maybe chinchilla. Oh no, she's a chinchilla. She definitely cannot get wet. She has to get take baths and uh, baths and dust. Dust bath. Yeah. Um, I think we're missing out on a lot of people, but like you know, I can't think of anything else. Well, you know, if we don't got it, we don't got it. I think I I like the ones we got though. So, because um, all that's left is Jesse. Do you have anything to recommend to our listeners? So, um, if you're willing to go through some nefarious means, it turns out that Taskmaster was licensed over to New Zealand, and uh, New Zealand comic comics are pretty good. So, I watched one episode huh. of it. Um, I liked. Oh, so so it's like a New Zealand version. Yeah, it's of literally it. called Taskmaster New Zealand. Gotcha. Or NZ. Okay, cool. Um, so that's another yeah. that's another source of Taskmaster. Um, I also watched Lou over the water. Let me get the thing. Mm, was an anime, anime movie that was very well done. Um, come on, Jesse, you can open up Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, Blue over the water. I think is what it's called. Come on, I, I'm gonna get the actual title. Give me one moment. Yeah, Lou over the wall. Lou over the wall. It it has uh, some pretty fun animation. It's about like this uh, town that you know is always in shadow and like it's it's just kind of dying slowly. And you have like this uh, these 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 teens that that just want to make a band and like there's this whole mer person thing going. It's there's a lot of different weird little things, but it's it's really well animated and really cool. It's on Netflix. Also, I watched Promare, which is, what if Gruen Lagan was flames instead of spiral energy? It's very good. Right, I've been meaning to watch that one. It looked pretty cool. It is, uh, like, it's what what happens when you give Studio Trigger more money. So, <laughs> it's good. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, as, for, as for myself, I'm going to recommend, uh, this is on Crunchyroll, but it is a live-action drama. Uh, it is called Cherry Magic. Thirty years of virginity can make you a wizard. Oh, so is that? Uh, so so that's what happens when you don't masturbate for a long time. You get magic powers, right? Right. Yes. Um, I believe it is based off of uh, a a folklore idea of yes, if you don't have sex for thirty years, you can develop magic powers. But it's about um your typical kind of uh hapless protagonist uh who's just kind of wandering through life but uh he turns 30 and develops the power to read the thoughts of anyone he's uh touching and using this he accidentally finds out that his co-worker who is the most popular attractive coolest guy in the company has a big old crush on him um and i say guy because it is a gay drama yes and it's very cute oh my god i love it it's very cute <laughs> well you know what i hope i hope the the wizard gets uh loses wizard powers because he's <laughs> kissing so much on that dude who likes him a lot yeah uh it's it's a little interesting in that they like the series is not interested in like the idea of like uh navigating like i don't know like navigating like a gay week like oh my god am i attracted to him but he's a man oh no what do i do there's none of that he's just like oh wow he really does care for me a lot ba bump ba bump huh and then there's uh another subplot with his author friend who also is a virgin and develops magic powers and falls in love with his delivery man and again it's not like oh my god i can't believe i'm gay it's just like i can't believe i'm in love with this flashy guy i hate this type of man I, it's very cute. So here's the here's the thing that I'm hoping that happens in the future. Like just mm-hmm. like queerness is just almost normal. Right. Which it is almost getting to that point. It's almost getting to yeah, that point. Yeah. Um and uh that sounds that sounds delightful. It would be real fun to just just 
deal with queer relationships without it being like a traumatic thing or not traumatic, but yeah. um, a life changing thing. Like it's just a thing right. that happens. Yeah, that sounds so refreshing, and I kind of really yeah, want to watch it. It is very in the line, in the tone of your like standard anime rom com sort of uh, thing. It's just they're both guys this time, and it's very cute. I bet it is. Uh, I bet they're both adorable. Yeah. Yeah, I I highly enjoyed the six episodes that are out right now, and when more come out, I will be watching them because it's a good time. Oh, uh, also, um, sorry, we're just full of recommendations today, but um, a show just got well. I it, I don't know if it's is it a Japanese show? Is it no Korean show? It's a K drama. Okay, but it's it's called like the Uncanny Counter, and it feels almost like a mature. It looks almost like a more mature uh, Power Rangers because it's just like kids fighting demons and i'm into it so i only watched a little bit of it watched i've watched a bit of it i kind of fell off because it was releasing weekly and that's a like a death sentence for me when watching um k dramas because oh i need the momentum but uh i i they like so yeah it's about um Basically, evil spirits from the afterlife escape into the real world and possess people with dark hearts or whatever and make them kill people, and that makes the spirit stronger or whatever. But, like, they go through such lengths to explain, like, uh, it's okay to beat these people up because they have an evil spirit inside of them, and but you can't kill them because then, you know, this, this, and this. You just have to beat them up and then exercise the spirit. Uh, and then, like, it just sort of sidesteps the... They're like, but they're not evil because of the spirit. They were already evil, so don't feel bad about hitting them. So it's like, okay, so, like, bad people exist in the world and do bad things, but we only care about the ones that are doing that because they have an evil spirit inside them. Like, it was, like, this disconnect that uh, I, I couldn't quite get over myself. I feel, I feel like that's a thing that will just stop after a little bit because they just have to, like, justify... While they're beating yeah. these people up first, and then like afterwards, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but there was only like four episodes out when I watched it, and like then by the time the Saturday rolled around, a new one came out. I was already kind of like, oh, I need momentum when doing K dramas. I cannot just like week to week. I'm gonna wait a little bit on it, but like it looks like yeah. the little bit that I watched, it felt a lot more like what if, like what if like Power Rangers was like a little bit more. You know, aimed a little the bit. Production higher. value is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out. So, yeah, I will say though, don't bother with Sweet Home. That one was not good. I was gonna ask because I'm just like this it's looks up good. my alley, and then it's so okay. That's good to know. Interest interesting premise, and then like halfway through, it just turns into a zombie show. That's not especially well done. <sighs> okay. and the ending didn't make any sense. I was that was on my no, list to watch eventually, it. but. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. Okay. All right. We've we've spent enough time here. Uh, is it my my turn to sign us off. Maybe your turn. My turn. Your turn. My turn. My nope. My turn. Mm-hmm. Your turn. All right. Take it away, Jesse. Uh. So yeah, this has been into Riverdale, and um, no. Why don't we uh just shut up, take our clothes off, and go to the hot tub. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So you're a tough guy. You really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the video gigolo, a, a webcam boy, a, a cyber trick. <laughs>